Hello and welcome to a podcast brought to you by The Religion of Aston Villa. We're a social media account on Twitter and Facebook that wants to get our voices out there and heard, so please join us. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. This is the Man City Review. Um, I mean, it, to say we lost, it didn't really feel like a loss. Um, I thought we played quite well. Um, but anyways, I'm jumping in with Callum as always. Um, so what do you think, you know, as always, we start with the lineup. So what do you think of the lineup? Um, He's made two changes again. Um, you know, you'd have thought, Going forward, it would have been better with Buendia instead of uh, Ashley Young and then bringing Louise for Ramsey. So he was kind of wanting a, you know, a midfield to press a lot. And, you know, we saw that by the end of the game because I think it was the most amount of presses we've done in the game before, like with 191 presses in total. So, you know, with McGinn and Louise, you were going to get runners off the ball and pressing. So that was kind of good. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Young came on eventually because of, Bailey's injury into the first half. But, you know, there was no big surprises. Um, you know, it was a team that I was not confident in a win, but I knew we'd get a good performance out of it. And, you know, the first half, yeah, we weren't at the races and, you know, but they did come about second half. So, you know, you said, yeah, you know, it's it's a loss, but it doesn't kind of feel like a loss because, you know, it's not a loss to be embarrassed about. It was a, a very good second half performance, especially uh, and we can go away with our heads held high because um, there wasn't really any many negatives to take from it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there was a couple of changes, but to be fair, I thought that was the strongest squad you could put out. Um, you know, the the you know with things being out and not even making the bench through injury. Um, obviously, Trezeguet still out, Traore still out, but yeah, I thought that was the strongest possible. Like I said, we knew we won't win. We just wanted a good performance. We got that, so we can't really. I mean, that's you know the positive side of the game. Um, like you said, going into the first half, they was on us like a rash. They we we were chasing shadows, and to be fair, they could have been two nil up, and I don't think anybody would have grumbled with how hard they were. But we held our shape, as Gerard shown the last two games prior. You know, structurally and defensively, we played played a huge part and a huge role. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first half, I mean, from a Villa's point of view, there wasn't nothing to shout about other than, you know, we, we just we, we we just stopped them, um, you know, as much as we could. I know, obviously, the two goals come, uh, which was uh, Ruben Diaz, you know, from, from range, which you don't really expect, and an absolute world-class finish from Bernardo Silva, which you cannot, you know, I know it was against Villa, but what a finish that was. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It, I, th- I thought we played. I I didn't think we like you said we played a lot better in the second half. But that first half, yeah, that that they deserved to be two up. Yeah, I mean, you know, that second goal, they did it even with a, an attacking player down as well. You know, Raheem Sterling was down on the halfway line, and they still went and did that. Um, but you know, they had four corners in the space of six minutes, and the first six <laughs> minutes of the game, it was proper. You know, backs against the walls for the first half, and then. You know, it's unfortunate that we did, you know, concede two goals because the game really went away from us. 
you know, you, you can look back and say, oh, we, we lost the game in the first half. And, you know, we, yeah. we really did. Um, you know, when we tried to go forward, we got into their final third and it was just like, oh, we're a bit stuck here now. Uh, what can we do? So there was a few, you know, tame chances that we had, but nothing too spectacular for the first half. And, you know, we go in 2-0 down. But, you know, Man City was probably the, the best first half performance from a team coming to Villa Park and, you know, the, they probably deserve the two goals, like you said. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, going into half-time, I mean, was there any changes you'd make? Obviously, 2-0 down at the time, I know Wally scores right after the break ball. I mean, for me, I, I there wasn't really much to, to, to change because, like I said, I thought we put the strongest squad out. Um like you said, I know we made an early change with... Uh, young for Bailey. Yeah, yeah, Young for Bailey. Um, but then obviously I know we made two changes with Target going down and the camp, but like in a half time, was there anything you would have changed? Because for me, no. I mean, possibly you bring Brendier into a central player and then bring maybe El Ghazi on or something like that. Um, but, you know, I think Gerard wanted to get him in, have a bit of a shout see a reaction and if he got a reaction then assess from there and we did get a reaction like you said you know Watkins scoring 47th minute from a corner uh, lovely uh, yeah that piece um, goal it was as well um, and that that fire is back up again you know we were then I wouldn't say on the front foot we were definitely a team looking the better off um, obviously City still had chances and um, of course the, the man who shall not be named came on in the end um, to a, a not the best of uh, appreciations, which uh, I kind of expected in a way. Um, and, you know, the second half carries on and carries on. Uh, you know, you said about Target there. Uh, I'm surprised you brought Chukwamaker on. Um, yeah, me too. I thought of, he was going to go El Ghazi. Well, I, I thought he was going to go Ramsey, actually. But I think he's trying to give him some minutes to, you know, encourage him to sign a new contract. Because I think he said something about, you know, um, minutes are the best for him. He's got 18 months left. We're not worried and, and things like that afterwards. But And, you know, what a chance he had to make it 2-2. Oh, yeah, that that chance. Oh, I felt I mean, for him, I, to be fair. I don't believe he's left-footed. So if he's not, I kind of can let him off. And again, you're against a, you know, probably a £100 million goalkeeper in net. Uh, with Edison, but if he's left footed, then he needs to be doing better there, unfortunately, um, which is a massive chance. And, you know, if we could have taken that, you know, who knows, we could have gone on to win the game or, you know, or just even take the point. And the point would have been massive uh, against uh, Man City and how they played first half. But, you know, we kept on going, kept on going. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. But, you know, like we've said already, the performance was, you know, so at least second half was it was good to say we're against the you know one of the top four teams in England, and um, you can't ask for any more than that. It's just a shame that we let the game go in the first half, um, and in that and that's it really. We we leave and then we go on to another tough fixture again and and again, and we just got to keep going. You know, I think we limited City to their least amount of XG in a game for some time. Yeah, 92 um, games, I think it was. Yeah, so, you know, we we limited them um, to, to, to chances. And like you said earlier, it's, that's because of Gerard's shape and his defensive um, structure. 
so obviously the coaching staff are have improved us defensively first. Um, they've probably seen the, the run of games that we've got and be like, oh right, we need to hold our shape, hold the goal. Um, and you know, if we're going to talk about the defence in a way, you know, both goals really could have been could have been stopped. Um, you know, you go to the first goal, should target get in the way of it? Uh, if he's not there, does Martinez get to it? Uh, the second goal, uh, Ming's orders concert to go over towards uh, was it um, Jesus or was it Mares? Uh, I think it was Jesus. Yeah, and concert goes across, then leaves Bernardo Silva behind him with McGinn and Ming's trying to cover the ground to get to him, and he, they can't. And then it's two 0 I mean, you can't take away anything from the finish because it's an absolute cracking finish, but. You know, both goals. When you when you look back and see that you've lost two one to Man City, and you could say both goals could have been stopped. You know, you've done you've done a good day at the office, I think, really. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's there's some positives and negatives to take from from the game, and for me, that the positive side of it was the midfield looked a lot better. Um, I mean, I've been slating our midfield pretty much all season, saying that they're a bottom six side, but they looked. Looked really good in all fairness against, like you said, like well a top four in the probably worldwide, not even just in the league uh, side, um, you know, and 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 the the substitutes again made a positive change. Um, obviously, Chukamaker should have equalised it. I thought Young looked absolutely sublime, and I think he should start on uh, on Sunday, in my opinion. And marvelous Nakamba is looking really good, really good as as a big positive because for me. If we sold him in the summer just gone, I don't think any Villa fan would have complained too much because he's just been quite poor. But it just seems to have proper found his feet under under Gerard. Um, but a negative for me is Bailey. Um, as much as you know, we overhyped him. The second coming of of of, of a, <laughs> Ashley Young back in the day. Um, he just seems to be a made a glass, but then when he was playing, when he was fit. There were so many times he had the ball and he could have done an easy pass and there was players screaming for him to pass it forward and he just tried to do his his TikTok video masterclass of trying to do stupid, you know, skills and tricks and it didn't work and then we just, you know, on the back foot again. So for me, he 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 was a big negative for me. Um, obviously, I don't wish him injury. I do want him to come back and I want him to show him what he can do. But for the negative for me, it just... Yeah, it, it, it was Bailey. Um, and I will say negative from a fan's point of view, and I don't know where you stand, because I don't know if this is being controversial or just me talking sense, but who in the right mind was clapping Grealish when he came in? I, I, mean, I don't there was understand. A few, there was a few, wasn't there? Yeah, and I don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't understand why you'd clap an opposition player. And I've seen people say, like, I, I tweeted this out, and then I had people come back and say, well, I guess I won't find any tweets about you, you know, slagging off Ashley Young or Milner or Barry. And I was like, you will find them that I have slagged them off because as far as I can say, it's a competition and he's left Villa for another team in the same competition because he thinks he can do more with them than us. Anybody that leaves, who wants to leave Villa, I'm not clapping. I understand if uh, if they retire and they come back like you know like Paul McGrath, Malberg, Larson, whatever. Yeah, fine. Melberg went to Juventus. He went abroad. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's different. Or if a player gets sold because against their, not against their own will, but you know that they got sold and they didn't want to leave. That's a bit different. But we clearly wanted to keep him. 
He clearly pushed to go. I don't get why you're clapping him. I don't. If he decides to come back in years to come, then fine, you know, whatever, the, you know, it is where it is then. But for now, why clap him? Because, and one thing that annoyed me, and I don't know if you saw it, was he said before the game in this interview's PR stunt, as we'll call it, where he said, oh, if I score or City score, I won't celebrate. And then after Diaz's goal, they showed him celebrating on the bench. Well, it was more uh, smiling there, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was more smiling, you know, and then he literally saw himself on the big screen, stopped smiling instantly and sat down. And I think he realised he was like, oh, shit, yeah, I've been I've been caught. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's just him being an idiot or him just being the snake that he turned out to be. I think, um, so... I think you've also got, to, you know, you, you have to respect that he is with another club and, you know, he always is going to not celebrate like a madman, but he's always, he's, he will somewhat celebrate to a certain degree you know he's he's not a villa player anymore yes his heart might still be with the club and you know he's still a fan but the thing is you know he's he, he's moved on and i think it showed yesterday uh, you know the other day um that most of the fans have moved on as well um yeah yeah that's 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 fine like i if it was just his comments before it saying i won't celebrate i'm a villa fan or from solly or all this like pr stunts and then he does that it's kind of like well you know what I mean? Like you can't say one thing and do something else. But then, to be fair, in my opinion, I think he's trying to build bridges again. Um, well, hasn't he said that he would, Hasn't he said he would come back in his later yeah. career? Yeah, he said he said he wants. Yeah, he said he'd come back, and I think that's why. I mean, it's good that he's doing things with Acorns. I'm not going to slight that, but I just find it funny how he's all of a sudden come out about doing work with Acorns again to the build, and then this was the build up to the match. Do you know what I mean it wasn't like? He just signed for City or a week after and gone, yeah, I'm still going to do things with that. He literally did that for me. It's a good thing because it's for charity, but it's a PR stunt. Let's not, you know, let's not lie what it is. He's doing that thing with a Villa charity and all that again because it was a PR stunt before the match. And I think he's trying to build bridges because I think he's realised that... I've, I he's... think he's realised that he wouldn't... I think he, he's realised that he would have got a standing ovation by every fan. And, you know, for him to, you know, even before kickoff, you know, when he walked out by himself, there was booze then. And, when, you know, especially when he came on, you know, um, I think it, it's, it's giving him a step back. And it's, um, yeah, he, he didn't realise how much it would affect the fans, I suppose, because they, he'd thought, oh, I'm, a, I'm their hero. I'm their, you know, their best player for 15 years or, you know, whatever, however long you want to go back for. And he'd go, oh, I left on good terms. I left with them getting £100 million. I'm going because I want Champions League football. I made that abundantly clear and all this. And, you know, to to, to then have that kind of slapped in your face. Yeah, um, I, I think, to be fair, I've always been on the side that if... I think there's ways and means to leave. And I think if you push... and let, And then, like, his whole statement about saying that he could have left twice before for City, uh, for United and Spurs. And basically, if United paid the money, he would have gone the year before. So because United didn't pay the money, he signed his new deal and come out with the, my club, my team, my town, whatever shit he said. And then within 12 months, he's pushing for a City move. I can't see that sitting well with anybody. I don't know if you saw the... Oh, it's Clinton Morrison and... 
Glenn's yeah, when I yeah they didn't understand. Yeah, on Sky yeah, Sports, yeah. and they they were they were not happy with the fans. No, well, but I was it like shows. the public. Well, it shows that you don't put a Villa reporter on the game; they won't understand. And also that you know, if it wasn't for us fans, there would be no football anyway. So you can't really. I don't. I don't think you can knock the fans for what they did on the night at all. No. No, I was with I was fully I, I was fully with the say nothing or boo. I I, I just like, loved it how um, when Grealish was waiting on the side and then when he came on every it was just um, Villa fans singing Villa till I die. I just thought you know that's quite funny that. Yeah, that is very. Uh, I think that was sentimental towards him, and um, a few reports were saying no, oh, we didn't get a bad reception. I was like, they they don't understand why the Villa fans of singing that song because you're just tuning it out. They're doing that towards him because he's supposed to be a Villa fan. Yeah. And I, I, I get, I, I get the reason behind him going. I do. I'm not going to sit and say, you know, if a better employer come along and offered you stupid amount more money and all this sort of stuff, I get that. But it was just the ways and means, as I spoke about it in the, in the Greenish podcast we did when he left. Um, it, but it, it still leaves a bad taste. And, to be honest, when they showed you him teared up, like clapping the fans, I was like, "No one's gonna, no one's gonna care. No one is going to care that you're upset. You chose. You're you could have stayed here. He was godlike status. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're in, when... you're in different colours now. You're not one of us anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, how many fans? It sounds really stupid and petty, but like when he did the whole crashing his car, Villa fans didn't care. When he did the whole drugs thing, they didn't care. Like, literally. There was nothing he could have done that Villa fans would not have supported him on. And I know it's stupid personal things, I get that. But he was literally close to the godlike status you get from a club, you know, as a cult. Like the status is you give players, you know, like, oh, he's a legend, do you mean? But you use it quite willy nilly. But he was pretty much there. And I just don't get why you go from that to sitting on the bench pretty much week in, week out. And I think he's real. I, I genuinely think he's realised, and he's either I don't care because he's become a bit of a celebrity now with his, um, his you know his new partner or his missus or whatever that's in the paper, and he's got England and he's happy with that and he's happy with that celebrity lifestyle, or he's building bridges because he wants to come back one day, which is what he said. So we will we will see. Well, also, um, I think he's getting criticised for. I don't. Well, it's not really kind of his fault but you know the, the 100 million pound over his head you know is yeah. he worth it? his performances aren't up to the level that he was at Villa or you know he's not you know valued of 100 million um, but you know when you agree for that to be put in your contract you've got to live up to it and so far I suppose he hasn't lived up to it and you no know, the only Clariton Blue he's going to be going back into is Burnley at this rate because he is shocking <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I saw somebody say they could see him at Newcastle in a couple of years. And do you know what? I, obviously, you now my brother's a huge Newcastle fan. He was like, do you know what? We've got St. Maximum. And I was like, oh. he would get in your side. Let's not be... He would definitely get him on the other side or with or whatever. But, you know, like that's kind of like where he's at. Um, so, yeah, I thought, do you know what? That's a good shout, that is going to uh, Newcastle with all their money and probably not get caring, but, you know, that's for another day. That's the uh, thing that we've just done there, to be honest. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, right, before we go, we'll do our player ratings because we've, well, the Grealish era is over now. We've said and done it. Come and gone. 
He's returned, gone. So let's see. Um, let's go with the back five: Martinez, Cash, Conza, Mings, and Target. What's your ratings? Um, I'm gonna give them uh, all a six. I think. Um, you know, there was obviously play. Some of them were a little bit off compared to others. Uh, but also, you know, when Man City pressing like they do. Um, it's quite hard for us to play out the back when we want to. And, you know, we, we saw that in a few times with distribution from Martinez and to the back four and the back four being closed down and, you know, making uh, missed passes and mistakes. So, you know, they they, they, didn't, they haven't done too great there. Uh, obviously, target went off uh, early. But still, still a six for me. Uh, my midfield, uh, I'm going to give Nakamba six. Uh, Louise, uh, a six point five, and a McGinnis six point five, maybe a seven, pushing a seven. Oh, I'll give him a seven. Um, just th- those two th- th- in front of Nakamba, you know, they probably covered every grade, grade, no grain of grass. Um, uh, in the these was everywhere. You know, McGinn was <laughs> playing like left, sorry, right back most of the game. Uh, which was tough because he had to deal with Sterling. That's how the first goal came about. But, you know, we can't expect the best, or, you know, we can't expect us to be thumping Man City with the team that we've got right now, and especially with only two games under Gerrard. So, you know, we, we've we've done well there. And then up front, uh, I'll give Watkins a seven because he scored. Um, yeah, what is it? Brendia and who's going to get a five, and then Bailey a three. Oof, I'm back your subs. Uh, subs, young six. I'm gonna actually give Samson a six as well. I thought he was quite impressive. He's very good, yeah. Um, when he come on and you know to come on against a team like that, that's not that's not bad. And then Chukwemeka, I would have given more than a six, but um, you missed a golden chance, so I can only give you a six there. I'm afraid. Uh, okay, Martinez a six. I thought he was good, but I thought there was a couple of where he rolled the ball out that I think he should have just booted. Um, I think he should have gone a bit longer more often than he did. Uh, I gave Cash a seven. I thought he was really good going forward. And the one way he did the double sprint, uh, where he, he sprinted, got the ball, and then he did it again straight after. You could tell he was shattered. But yeah. that is something I love to see. So I gave that a seven. Konza, I gave a six. I thought he did okay. Mings, I gave a seven. I thought he was a proper captain, really vocal. You could hear him um, through the telly. He was, he was that loud. Uh, and Target, I, I gave a six. It was just a shame about the injury because I thought he was having a good game. There was a couple of good challenges he put in as well, to be fair. And uh, Nakamura gave a seven. I thought he was really good again. Um, and I, he, he was, yeah, he, he's proper coming to his own, finally. Uh, McGinn, I gave a six. Not a stellar McGinn performance, but still better than what we've seen for the majority of the season. Well, when you come in against the midfield of, you know, Rodri, Bernardo, yeah. and Fernandinho, it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard It's hard to, ju- like I said, they've been a bottom six midfield for me, and this was a good game for them, uh, in my opinion. Louise, I gave an eight. I thought he was absolutely sublime. I thought he was brilliant. My man of the match uh, in a Villa shirt. Uh, Leon Bailey, a three, just made a glass. And as I said, just made the wrong decision time after time. Buendia, I gave a five. I felt he got better as the game got on. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was very poor to start with. Gave away some cheap balls. But then, you know, some of the one-touch passing he did and some of the build-up play we got into their box was going through him. So that's finally good to see. And Watkins with a seven. Uh, really good finish. 
could not knock that. Obviously, he just got outshone by the silver finish. Um, and the substitutes, um, Asher Young, he was close to being my man of match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was so good. And like I said, for me, he starts on Sunday. So I gave him a seven. Chuck a maker. I gave a six. Some like we did look a lot more threatening when he came on the pitch, in all fairness. Like there were some good touches in in their uh, in their box and around their off and it was going through him and it's just a shame he couldn't finish because if you finish that people they've gone nuts. I reckon the whole thing would have emptied onto the ground. It would have been ridiculous. And Sanson I gave a seven as well. Really good and I really hope I get to see him start uh hopefully the weekend. But again, like I said, the midfield has been really good the last few games. So I, I don't like to change that. But if they do, I like to see Sanson come in. Uh, is there anything you want to talk before we go? Anything you want to spill over? or uh, You know, John McGinn just been nominated uh, for Player of the Month Award for last month. So there's that. So hopefully you can try and win that and everyone needs to get voting on it. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I think, you know, bringing Sanson in and Chucklemaker in now, uh, I think it's going to be a big boost for them with the Christmas period coming, the amount of games that are coming thick and fast. We're going to need that midfield, like you just said. Um, it's an area that we are weak in. And, you know, we're going to have to rotate at some point and getting those players ready for that is um, is going to be a massive boost for us to try and keep players fit, uh, to keep a match fit, you know, not make them too tired, not wear them out too much. So, um, you know, this Christmas period is going to be a tough one. You know, we've still got some tough games to come. We've got some easy games to come, but really there's no easy games in the Premier League. So, um, you know, we've we got to keep going. You know, to say Gerard's third game in charge against Man City and we only lost 2-1 with a convincing performance. It The only way is up, really. And, you know, the, the team are progressing so much, I think, already. And you, we're getting that uh, new manager bounce straight away, really. Yeah, and hopefully that new manager Baines isn't just that like it has been for some other clubs and arguably under us when Sherwood come in, um, we had that manager Baines um, as well. Um, so hopefully that it is just going to be a permanent thing. I will say that, you know, I was pro-Smith and I wasn't really pro-Gerard when he come in. Like it wasn't somebody I was like, okay, yeah, I'm all for this. I wasn't. But, you know, watching his interviews, listening to him talk, watching us okay. play... He, he's winning me over. He, he is winning me over. I'm not going to sit and say, you know, I'm going to have cardboard cutouts of him. No dig at Ranger fans there at all. Um, but, <laughs> but I will say that, you know, he's saying the right things and we are producing the right performances. Okay. Obviously, it would have been nice to walk away with three points. But, you know, how many teams expect to take three from Man City? You know, so not too harsh. But... I will say that I am going into the Leicester game full of confidence. Obviously, just quick plug, we are going to be releasing our preview on the Leicester one um, tomorrow. And um, they love they love to concede a goal as well, you know? Yeah, they do. They do. And I, I, I'm going into that full of confidence. So I'll be looking forward to your review, uh, sorry, your thoughts on the preview, on the Leicester preview. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Like I said, we have waffled a little bit about Jack and all that, but it just felt like it needed to be said with over you know, the whole clapping and booing scenario and gone off a little bit topical about it. But as always, thank you guys for listening and um, up the villa. Keep the faith.